0: To another edition of the NCBI podcast. I'm June Tinsley, Head of Communications and Advocacy with NCBI um, and today I've been joined by Brendan Laffin who is based in Limerick and is presently a CE worker in uh, the NCBI shop in Newcastle West. He's vision impaired himself um, and has plenty of experience both in the, in the shop but also as a, um, a DJ on a local radio station so I look forward to Chatting with you, Brendan. Um, welcome aboard. And uh, I suppose if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
1: Um, well, I originally grew up in Kilfinny on a farm, June, and uh, I I lived there for a, a good while, and then I went to Druncandra to a public school, Mini for three years, before going to college, and then I moved to the radio station, volunteering nearly full time. I was doing nine to five nearly every day and I was doing two o'clock to six o'clock Saturdays and Sundays. So I was busy always and I was fundraising and things like that. So that's how I really got involved with the radio side of things. Um I like listening to audio books and getting new books from the libraries. I have fishing and doing antique fairs. Fabulous, fabulous. Um
0: and I suppose just tell us a little bit about your experience on West Limerick, uh, 102
1: FM. What did you um, enjoy most about being there? It, it was a great, it was a great uh, thing. It was, it was hard work. Uh, I won't lie. I was doing one, maybe two shows every day. So I'd come up with music for nearly three hours of shows, um, and that was a bit of fun trying to mix and match everything, trying to create, uh, trying to get new, new songs that people hadn't heard and old ones that people loved. So I loved that bit and. I used to read the news and sport as well uh, when people, when they were stuck to do, for news and sport editors. I used to do the, the news and sport out in Braille and the weather and go into the studios and read it live, sometimes recorded, but most of the times I used to do it live. And uh, that was a great, interesting thing for me to, to, I suppose, be the person behind the microphone to get to know how to do it and to, to be compared, like, you know, to see how they do it on other radio stations, just kind of, fascinating to to see how record how things go out recorded and live at the same time.
0: Yeah very much so and um, tell me how accessible did you find the, the studio for someone with a visual impairment? Uh,
1: the studio is very accessible there was no steps no nothing it was all on the flat and you just went in one door to the office and you went in through another door to go to the studios and um, I suppose the big thing was really that You kind of had to familiarise yourself with the equipment but once you got used to the equipment it was very easy enough straightforward to do it but you kind of have to have a side person to take you around the equipment first just so you know what buttons not to press and to press Um, but then it was okay and once you got used it it was it was great.
0: Right because I mean as as you know the, the sound desks in studios have multiple buttons and levers and everything. So, um, as you rightly say, you, you would need to familiarise yourself with how to, to navigate around that. Absolutely. And uh, were you able to accept kind of live callers as well from listeners or anything like that? Yeah,
1: um, I learned to I learned to push up the right faders for to do interviews with callers. I I done interviews for the sports shows and I used to do interviews for the music shows as well. I interviewed a few musicians. And uh, that was great fun too. Yeah, getting to hear people on here about their experiences and everything.
0: Fabulous, fabulous. And do you have any uh, kind of one outstanding, funny moment or or memory of uh, working in the the radio station? Um, I remember one
1: time I was set up to interview Albert Hammond. He was coming over to Ireland on concert dates. And I had rang on the off chance and I got offered an interview. And then the day of the interview, we got a storm which took every electricity thing out of oh, proportions and we couldn't do the interview. And I was I was so looking forward to doing that interview with Albert. And uh, the day then it just happened that we got a storm and all electricity went out. So the the, the interview never happened. But uh, I suppose that was one of my memories from it and meeting everyone downtown when I used to fundraise selling tickets. I've been there four days a week from nine o'clock to half three, and uh, just the amount of people that come up and knew you from the radio station and would actually look out for you was was fabulous.
0: Well, you sound like a bit of a a local celebrity yourself, Brendan. (laughs) A bit. (laughs) Fair play to you. Um, And are you still involved with the, the radio station?
1: Um. I still keep in touch. I'm not invo- I'm not as involved now, I suppose, since the fact that I've gone on a, a community scheme, but in, in my spare time I still keep in touch to see do they need anything done or if there's any spare shows going like that I could help out with.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Um and is the studio um near enough to, to your home or is it a bit of a trek?
1: No, it's only it's only about two or three minutes down the road by drive. It's about a ten minute walk, I suppose. So it's not it's not too bad.
0: Okay, great, great, great. Um, and I suppose just uh, I, I'm obviously <laughs> curious about all this. Um, in term during a, a COVID period, was the studio open, or did you have to do stuff from um, home, pre-recorded, so it could be aired that way? <clears throat>
1: it was open, but we used to um, stagger our time. So if I was on at twelve o'clock, I used to come in till five to twelve till the lads were playing till one till someone else was playing their last song. And then I would leave them, play a song to introduce my show, and I would come in then when they had slipped
0: out. OK. OK. So it was kind of a, a staggered thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, and I, I suppose I'm interested in that because obviously radio played such an important r- role in people's lives during COVID, particularly when people were restricted but, in their movements and stuff. So it was such a, a lifeline for many people. Um,
1: Of course. and And... Do you know, during, during the COVID period, like we were all listening to, to the radio and to television. And I I used to go down to do shows for lads who needed to be covered because they were out sick or whatever. And I used to get a great buzz just of people ringing and asking for this song and that song. 90% of the time you might have had it, but they were happy if you played anything for them. So that was lovely.
0: Yeah, I suppose it just um, instilled a sense of community, particularly during a challenging time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's radio plays such an important aspect in people's lives. Um, and I, I suppose, Brendan, now, uh, as I mentioned at the outset, you're presently working with the NCBI Newcastle West store. So, yeah, that's fabulous. What What is your your role in the shop there? Well, I'm
1: I'm on a CE scheme for the last nearly year and a half there, um, and loved every minute of it. Um, my role basically is behind the scenes I take the clothes so that someone else can price them I put prices on books check DVDs and CDs to make sure they're working um and little things like that to to kind of make sure that the shop kind of runs smoothly
0: fabulous fabulous and um have you got to know some regular customers and stuff like that um,
1: I haven't been out on, on the front. I just love doing stuff in the back, but there is a few people who know me going in from the radio station that would pop in and say hello. Oh,
0: fair play to you. Fair play to you. Um, and again, how um, how do the shop st- staff help you out just to make sure you can carry out your, your duties?
1: Um, well, naturally, I suppose, really close. Now, I, I would know the difference between Nearly women's and men's and kids, but sometimes they hang on the left and sometimes they hang on the right. So they would tell me if the colour is blue, will say to put the tags on the left sleeve, so that people could see the size and the price and things like that on the on the on the on the, on the way the jumper, T-shirt, whatever is hanging. Yeah. So that's the, that's the way they help me, and they would write out the tags um for the books and DVDs so that I would price them then when I've everything checked and done, and. Um, that's that's just a, a, a number of ways to help me as well.
0: Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Um, and it, tell me, is DVDs still a very popular donation to receive?
1: Um, not, I suppose not as popular now. Um, we you do get the old bag or two in now and then, but you won't be getting them every week. We'll say it'll be only once a month, maybe that you get a bag or two of DVDs or CDs in.
0: Yeah interesting how times have changed, isn't it? Very. Yeah, more people are relying on streaming and uh, Netflix and all those kind of.
1: Um, other
0: services, yeah. Other services, exactly, exactly. Um, and is there much demand to sell the uh, DVDs? Do you find?
1: No, not really. It's you might sell a few every now and then, but you wouldn't be. They wouldn't be flying out the door, as we say. Like you get books in every day of the week, but books do sell because some people are still interested in reading books but yes. DVDs are very, very slow to go and so are CDs. Yes. Just because exactly. of the times we're in.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, But it's good to know that the the books are still, the hardback books are still popular. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Um, and in terms of the, the donations, have you noticed a, an increase in volume in the recent past? Yes.
1: Uh, especially especially after christmas because i suppose people are doing clear outs and stuff like that that um you would notice a lot of bags coming in in the first few weeks of january february maybe we'll say after christmas
0: yes yes um but that's a good thing then because it means that absolutely the the store is nearly self-sufficient and not relying on other stock to arrive yes yeah which is great um and how many volunteers are working with you
1: um all the other um girls are we have one or two volunteers and then all the rest are on ce schemes so there's about six or seven uh women and i'm the only boy then stuck in the the crowd
0: <laughs> well i'm I'm sure you're enjoying that absolutely good 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 um and it, tell me how how long do you envisage being with the store how long would the, the scheme last for well, I'm hoping to get an
1: extension this year to last until next year, and then I, I then when I finish, I hope to go volunteering
0: because I do love it. Yes, great, great, great. Um, well, it, it's fabulous to, to have you as part of the team. Um, and is there much, uh, turnover in, in volunteers or C staff? Have you realised? Um, I suppose maybe once year that would be depending on how things
1: are going, but. Generally, the people who are there are there for a good while.
0: Yes. But that kind of helps build a sense of community and team yes. between you all, isn't it? doesn't it? Which is I, just great. Fair,
1: I will say they are all very good. You know, to, If you are stuck with anything, they will give a help out any way they can. I will say they're very good that
0: way. Brilliant. Brilliant. And I'm sure the run-up to it, Christmas was a busy period in the shop. Yes. Yeah, very much so. It, it, it's certainly the, the busiest time of year um and I, I suppose that the other question I'm, I'm interested in Brenton is um over the years have you availed of many NCBI services yourself um certainly
1: I I would have um will say availed of when I used to be going to schools and things like that of a different places that I didn't know I they used the mobility officer come out from Limerick and show me around the buildings and whatever when i was getting communion confirmation they used to come out and show me around the churches so i know where to go and everything like that so that was a fantastic service to get just so you knew where to go and yeah. still to this day to be fair if you were ever stuck and you did need mobility they would come out and offer any any help they could and Brilliant. then of course the technology as well i've gotten several computers and pieces of machinery off the technology and they're very good to offer advice or even to show how to how to use the machines yes so that is brilliant and uh the shops in kilkenny and Dublin for supplies like canes and braille paper and other little bits and pieces like that
0: and are you a, a braille user yourself Brendan?
1: since about the age of four.
0: Oh, okay brilliant brilliant um and do you use any of the, the digital braille readers or anything
1: um i have i have Used one years ago, but I haven't actually used one regularly myself. I prefer the good old braille machine.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, have you used um braille in any of your roles, either in the radio station or in, in the shop? Uh,
1: in the radio station, certainly when I was doing the news and sport live, I would braille out the the news from other websites and reword it my way so that it, would, it wouldn't sound copyrighted or whatever, that I would bring it out, I would bring the stories out and just go and read it then off the, off the sheet yeah. when I went into studio.
0: Oh, correct, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I suppose the one final question that I ask all my guests really is, is there one piece of advice that you would give to another person who's been recently diagnosed with a sight loss condition?
1: The one piece of advice I will give is uh, just go to, ring the NCBI, see, see, seek help if you're in any need or like that just ring them. They're very good. They're for helpful for advice. So just ring the NCBI and if you need any advice and they'll be more glad to give it our help that you need fill down stuff or anything like that. They're very helpful. That's the one piece of advice I would give.
0: Glad to hear it and glad it's been beneficial to yourself. Um, and I suppose just to, Say thank you very much, Brendan, for being part of the, the podcast today. You sound certainly like a, a busy man. Um, and uh, I wish you all the best in the, the shop in Newcastle West. If any of our listeners are there, feel free to, to pop in and have, say uh, hello to Brendan. Um, and also all donations are gratefully received to the shop. Um, if anyone is interested in availing of our services, feel free to call our info line one 911 250 Um, or alternatively go to our website ncbi.ie all these podcasts are available on our different podcast platforms um, and you can also subscribe to our youtube channel but for now brendan i'd just like to say thanks very much for uh, having a chat with me at your busy day uh, and i wish you all the best thank you so much for having me on